Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we have, man, we're going to talk about what's going on in North Texas. We're also going to uh, chat a little bit about what's happening in, someone needs to mute their mic. We're also going to talk about what's happening um, in Canada, and we're going to uh, chat with uh, Miss Shelly Luther, uh, she's a owner of a hair salon in North Texas. Going to chat with her about that, what's going on, what the governor has said. Uh, we're going to talk about Chicago, the Chicago mayor, uh, and also the Austin mayor. And man, people are just not doing these masks correctly. They're just doing whatever they want to do when it comes to masks. And it, it's just crazy out there. Uh, first, you know, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left. For some reason, the government or someone's trying to test your threshold on how much freedom you're willing to lose. That's what this whole pandemic is all about. How much are you willing to lose? You know, we're sitting back and we're waiting, you know, for 4th of July, Independence Day, just to see if, you know, we're going to have our freedom. So let me bring into the conversation uh, Shelly Luther. Uh, Shelly, welcome to Come and Talking. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, Shelly. So tell us a little bit about, give us some background on, you know, what's going on with your hair salon and the Dallas County judge. Um, well, basically, um, as everyone knows, we salons and several other businesses got shut down about March 22nd. Um, and we all, you know, didn't freak out too much, you know, at the time because we thought maybe it'd be a couple weeks and the government was going to send us all this money and everything would be fine. But it turned out to be lies, honestly, because they kept pushing the date back for us to open and we never saw any money. So I've got hairstylists who weren't be able weren't able to feed their families. I've got, you know, me missing my mortgage and having to choose between paying my salon lease payment or my mortgage. Um, and just 
I just woke up one day and decided um, I've got to open my salon. That's the only way I know that I can help the stylists make money um, and keep things going. And and just to give it's a little more backstory, um, the Texas Freedom Caucus actually sent a letter to the county judge there, Clay Jenkins, and their letter states that hey, as long as the state of Texas has been in existence, the right to work has been paramount among its citizens. In fact, one of the many grievances included in the Texas Declaration of Independence signed about 184 years ago, 184 years ago, um, by the forefathers was General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana's continued attacks upon individual commerce. That is why we are writing to you today deeply concerned about the way in which you are handling a dispute between Dallas County and Texas citizen Shelley Luther, owner of a salon operating as Salon a la mode in Dallas County. We demand that you cease the tactics you're employing to handle this situation, lest you be remembered among the ranks of the cowardly general the Texan army defeated in San Jacinto so many years ago. Undeniably, the first priority of every elected official in this great state is to protect the constitutional rights of its citizens. The U.S. Declaration of Independence famously proposes this in respect to protecting life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. Nothing else is paramount to this sacred duty. Yet several days ago, you wrote, the first priority of those you elect is to keep you safe while safety is important. It is not as you claim. The first priority of elected officials, safety must be administered through the lens of the constitutional protections. Since you fail to view your duties as an elected official through a constitutional lens, it is no surprise to us that on Friday, which was about two Fridays ago, you sent a cease and desist letter and citation to Ms. Luther ordering her to close her business due to her being in violation of your order. Miss Luther, like the proud Texan she is, ripped up that order and continued to operate in a safe, responsible manner. But yesterday, which was about eh, a week ago, you filed for a temporary restraining order seeking to prevent Miss Luther from operating her business. This is an unacceptable infringement of liberty on your part, and this must end immediately. And it, this letter goes on, but I want to go back to Miss Luther, you know, to get, you know, your take on this. Well, basically, um, County Commissioner Clay Jenkins has, in my eyes, been a dictator this entire time, trying to make up laws as he goes along because there's no precedence in this situation. And I don't know where he thinks he gets the authority to tell Americans that they cannot provide for their family. And right now, he's made it his personal effort to get me shut down. He even had his uh, personal, one of his personal uh, doctors that works in Dallas County say on the Tamron Hall show that he will not stop until my, my salon is closed down. Wow. Let me go to um, Felicia, you know, and, and get, you know, Felicia, what are your thoughts on this? This is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have you on the show, um, Shelly. I'm part of the Reopen Texas group on Facebook, and it was started by a bunch of people in the DFW area, so I've been kind of watching your story unfold. 
And first off, I just want to say thank you for taking a stand that so many business owners are scared to do right now. Um, and Representative Briscoe Kane actually tweeted and put on Facebook, open your businesses, they can't arrest us all. And I think that that is something really important for Texans to keep in mind is at, at what point, right, do we build on the foundation that the Texian soldiers at the Alamo um, created, right? At what point do we say enough is enough, Governor Abbott, county commissioners, they haven't stopped collecting a penny as well no, as collecting. Raises. They've gotten raises since, you know, it's just, yeah. it's absolutely a joke that these suits can tell us that we have to stay home. We can't earn for our family when they're getting their hair cut and colored and they're deeming themselves essential. It is a joke. And I'll, let me just tell you, the pet yeah. store, the pet grooming store right next to my salon has been deemed essential the whole time and has never shut down. So it's more important for our pets to get groomed than us because I've had so. the same manicure on for like eight weeks now. Um, Correct. Right. So it's just, it's just crazy. And so um, I've seen the support on social media, but what kind of support are you seeing you know, at your salon on a daily basis. I've seen, I actually had a friend who got his haircut there this past week. So I know that you're doing like social distancing outside the salon. You guys are taking precautions inside. What kind of support are you seeing from the community? I'm seeing tremendous support. And, and just to be clear, this was just something that I was in my own little world and I had my stylist and, you know, I just made the decision not thinking it was going to be this, um, big major like revolution of the United States. It definitely didn't start out that way. It was just like, it seems sen sensible to me that we should be able to open and feed our families. How could that be wrong? Why would anybody be mad at us for that? You know? And then it just ended up being to where we have hundreds of people patron the, the, um, the salon each day, people sending us money for legal fees, um, people calling, writing letters, cards, just, unbelievable response of people that are calling us patriots and um, so proud of us for standing up for our rights. And to me, since it's become bigger than this, you know, just my little salon, I will not stop until Clay Jenkins is put back in his place or taken out at least something. This, this pandemic is allowing governments to test your threshold of how much freedom you're willing to lose. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Blaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, I hope everyone's doing great this Sunday afternoon. Um, You know, after a news conference decrying house parties and telling people to stay at home, the Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, crossed the street to tell some youth outside of school to go home. But young men, you know, responded back saying, you know what, y'all need to find a cure. We're talking of how about you go home is basically what the kids said. Listen uh, and take a look at this video here and see if we can get it pulled up. All right. So, yeah. So, basically, she walks across the street there, and she tells these, these kids, go home, go home. And they're like, you know what? How about, you know, you guys are adults. You go home. How about you find a cure? And then they were, you know, they commented on her hair. I guess she need to go to Shelly's uh, hair salon and get her hair done. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. So, let's go back to uh, Shelly, who's in North Texas. And we're talking about her hair salon and how the county judge is trying to shut her down. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Felicia. Your mic. Uh, go ahead and unmute your mic. Sorry, you go. Mike's been yelling at us about muting our mics, and then we forget to unmute them. It's all Mike's <laughs> fault. Um, just throwing it out there. Um, so I'm really happy to see Shelly opening her salon, and I think it kind of started. Um, a ripple effect across the state. I've seen um, an ice house that said that they were going to open yesterday as well. And so kind of what are the next steps? Like what's going on with um, the government up there and Clay Jenkins? Are they, I know that they were trying to do the restraining order. So, I mean, are they going to throw you in jail? Like what are you expecting this next week? You know, I, I don't really know what to expect. Um, they have threatened me with a criminal charge. Um, they've already sued me and they've already um, served me with a paper saying I'm in contempt of court because I was defying the restraining order. The in, really that a restraining order that is totally unlawful, but let, you know, let's just go there and just say, um, I've got a court hearing on Tuesday. My attorney has been taking care of all of them. And basically, we're going to see if the restraining order number one is even valid. And if they do deem that it's valid, then I think that they are going to um, put some sort of sanctions, meaning some sort of punishment on me. Um, My attorney thinks it's $1,000 a day and or jail time. I can, it's like 180 days in jail or something it could be, or they will have maybe um, armed 
officers or something outside the salon to prohibit patrons from, you know, going in and using the services. So those are the things that I've heard. Um, but I'm not closing the salon. They will have to drag me from that place to, for it to close. And even then, I think people will keep it open for me. Wow. So in the last uh, gubernatorial election about 18 months ago, Abbott was bragging that Texas was not only one of the best states for entrepreneurs and small business owners, but was one of the best states for female entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I kind of feel like he shot himself in the foot, especially since he's been, you know, eyeballing a presidential run. So, you know, if you could say anything to Governor Abbott right now about the whole situation, what would you say? Well, it's funny that you say that, and that's a great question. Um, I think that many people were getting in touch with him about me. And I think that his office knows the following that I have now and how people are listening to what I have to say. So his office reached out to me and they put me in contact with James Huffines, who is um, mm -hmm. a he head of their strike force team to open up Texas. So I had a discussion right. with him and I've spoken with his communications director several times on my thoughts. Um, first of all, just giving some sort of input on how we can open salons sooner. And I also spoke with them about how I feel like they would be responsible um, if stylists were going underground and going to other people's houses to make money and they end up getting sick because we're not putting them in a controlled, sterile environment. We should just open the salons and at least have TDLR manage those and um, have people you know, there to sanitize and make sure you know, they have the tools that they need. Um, and so I think that they kind of took that point to heart. And I really feel as if Governor Abbott's going to open salons sooner than phase two. That's what I feel in my heart. All right. And let's go to Zach. Go ahead, Zach. Hey, Shelly. Uh, make sure you don't go to jail in Dallas County because Dallas has the most inmates who test positive for coronavirus in the state. So uh, I wish you all the best. But yeah, you said... Uh, you said you were getting an outpouring of support for what you're doing. Is that right? Yes. Is anybody uh, kind of, uh, you know, giving you any hate for that? Have you gotten any death threats as well? Yes, I have. Um, death threats. I've been called the worst thing that you can call a girl, like the worst thing. Um, that a lot. Um, and people Liberal? just angry. What's <laughs> okay, the I'm just kidding. I'm just playing with you. Um, no, uh, the C word. And so um, that I've been called a lot. And Ooh. what's crazy is I feel like people have lost their sense of communication skills. Like you can disagree with someone, but anytime I want to open up communication or have a conversation with someone about our different viewpoints, um, it seems they just go crazy, like just nuts. They don't want to talk to you. I'm just such an evil person and cuss me out and go crazy. I even had this girl um, a couple days ago that I had to report to the police because she said that she tested positive for COVID and was coming to my salon to, s to spread it to all of my clients. I saw that. I saw that. Wow. Um, and so now she's like, in, like Homeland Security is after her because that was the dumbest thing anyone could say. And I mean, say all you want to me, but when it comes to my hairstylist and my clients, you don't want to do that. They can't do that. 
No, she's not. I'm, I'm sure she's, um, yeah, I don't know what she's doing, but she's very quiet lately. All right, uh, Gary. Yeah, I saw, I, I uh, did a rudimentary search of your name on Twitter and saw a number of the things that people are saying. And uh, it's it's pretty, pretty lowbrow stuff, even by my standards. But um, <laughs> yeah, Ooh, we're talking real bottom of the barrel. Uh, so here's my question for you. You're a hairstylist. How important do you think it is that all businesses start opening back up? Not just, you know, mm -hmm. the, the grooming businesses and stuff like that. But what about, you know, for example, what about bars? So here's, here's what I have to say about all of it. First of all, I'm not a hairstylist. I don't have a cosmetology license. I do makeup, but it doesn't require a license. I just own the salon. Um, so I wanted to get that oh, okay. straight. Um, I feel like all businesses should open. I don't feel like the government gets to pick winners and losers and it's discrimination to open some businesses and deem them essential and not others. I think people are responsible enough. If they want to go out, that's, that's their prerogative. If they want to go out, if you want to stay home, stay home. But for them to say this person can go out, this person can't, okay, you're good enough. You're not, that is complete discrimination. And that is the lawsuit that I have in the Texas Supreme court right now is discrimination. So when you brought up the fact earlier that there's a, a pet grooming uh, business right next to yours, how, I mean, when you, I'm assuming you've brought this up to the city, what, what was their response? They have no response. Their response is, I want that blonde lady that owns Salon Alamode shut down because she is fighting against us and making us look dumb. That's basically what it is. Clay Jenkins does not like to be told no. I just want to understand how, in the first place, uh, pet grooming business establishment was considered essential at all. Um, ever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it turned from essential, non-essential to um, what they feel would pass the virus and possibly wouldn't. And that's like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it, but th I've been thinking about it a lot myself, um, thinking that if they're grooming animals, then it wouldn't, pe uh, you know... Oh, okay. Virus around Not or something. Not as many people but, gathered in, a, in one area. Right, we're, we're talking with Shelly Luther. She's telling us about her hair salon in, in North Texas and what's going on up there as far as the government and how they're infringing on all of our rights and not allowing us to open our businesses. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. This is Foley on the War, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back. And we're talking about, you know, first they came for the socialists. And I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left. This pandemic is allowing governments to test your threshold of how much freedom you are willing to lose. At what point are you going to stand up and say enough is enough? At what point are you going to sit back and allow other people to be attacked and, and not assist them? At what point are we going to step up and say, you know what, we need to do something because people are hurting, people are starving, people need to get back to work? Let's go to Felicia. Yeah, so we were kind of talking off air. I'm shocked about all the pushback from people not wanting to open salons because – TDLR has regulated almost to the extreme salons and tattoo parlors and all of these things that people are saying can't open because they're not clean enough. I would feel safer going to get my nails done and sitting 18 inches away from someone than I do going to H-E-B to get groceries because they, everything is sanitized. They're already wearing masks. A lot of them are already wearing gloves. So, Shelly, why do you think they are being so tight on salons who are already some of the most regulated businesses in the state. Um, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt and try to think on their side of, you know, why they would think certain things. If, if you have never been or known someone that's owned a salon or that's a cosmetologist, you don't know that they go through 15 hours, 1500 hours of sanitation training, hygiene, sanitation. Most of what they get, why do they have a license is because of the sanitation training that they have, not necessarily cutting hair. Um, TDLR, when they come and inspect, it's for sanitation purposes. So um, maybe they just don't know. And I will be honest with you, the most people that have turned me in or been upset or filed a complaint are other hairstylists. So that's something that's wow. strange. And I don't understand that because the only reason I'm doing this is to get salons open sooner. And um, I, I don't, I, I still can't wrap my head around why other hairstylists are the ones complaining um, when I honestly feel like we're going to get salons open way sooner, like hopefully this week. So I guess are all those people going to wait till the 18th to open because they're mad or I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This reminds me of that old uh, old school saying, snitches get stitches. But go ahead, Gary. I was going to say that <laughs> – I was going to say that I think it uh, – do you think it would be possible that they're, they're ratting you out because they are jealous that you have the sort of tenacity to be able to go against this and stay open and make money and they're not? I, you know, I, I don't want to guess, you know, because I don't like people guessing at what I'm doing or what my intentions are without asking me personally. So I definitely don't want to be a hypocrite when it comes to that and judge why they're feeling that way. But 
I don't, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I can't even. So you, you haven't talked to any of these other salon owners about why they've, uh, you know, rolled over on you? No, not at all. Nope. And, uh, and then, all, you know what, Shelly, I, I bet you will get far by going with the, going with the attorney general's office and filing some type of a complaint against the county judge. I don't know if that's an option for your attorney. Um, let me, we actually have filed suit against, um, the city of Dallas, which he is the, you know, he represents that, but how I'm going to go after him is I'm going to make sure that he does not get reelected. Like I will not sleep until that happens. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. One percent. I think this, he just, he just sealed his coffin for, you know, not getting, you know, is the next bid, you know, into, into that seat again. All right. I Man, Shelly, so. I want to. I want to thank you, Shelly, for coming on and talking to us and, and laying all this out for us, and we're definitely going to support you. Uh, Shelly, you have a GoFundMe page, right? I do, and what I want to say most of all is how people can help me. Just open your business. Honestly, that's that's the most helpful thing that anyone could do because, honestly, if we all just do it and they 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 realize that we're all sticking together, there's nothing that they can do to fight back that. But if people wanted, if they felt the need or or wanted to you know put money in my GoFundMe if they just uh, Google Shelly Luther S H E L L E Y Luther um, and GoFundMe it'll pop up right away. All right, great. Um, thank you very much. I really appreciate you standing strong and standing standing strong really for all small businesses because this is about all small businesses around the state who the, the county, the city does not deem to be essential, and you're actually sticking up for everyone and, and moving forward and, and standing strong and saying, hey, you know, come for me because I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue forward, and we really appreciate you for doing that and for standing strong. Thank you, Thank you very much, you guys. You have a great day, and I appreciate you having me. Awesome. Thank you. You have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, so I want to I want to go to Canada and talk about Canada and what uh, Justin Trudeau uh, is doing in Canada. I want to see if we can play video number one there. Justin Trudeau, li listen to what they're doing. They're coming after our guns in Canada. someone's partner. Their families deserve more than thoughts and prayers. Canadians deserve more than thoughts and prayers. Today, we are closing the market for military-grade assault weapons in Canada. We are banning 1,500 models and variants of these firearms by way of regulations. These weapons were designed for one purpose and one purpose only to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time. There is no use and no place for such weapons in Canada. So, effective immediately, it is no longer permitted to buy, sell, transport, import, or use military-grade assault weapons in this country. To protect law-abiding gun owners from criminal liability until they can take steps to comply with this new law, there will be a two-year amnesty period and we will legislate fair compensation. 
All right, so it sounds like that. yeah, it sounds like we got two years to go bury our stuff in the woods. It sounds like to me. <laughs> sounds like listening to the audio book for 1984. Yeah, that what was creepy. It? Yeah. Now, hey, I got a question for you. Did you hear what he said at the end there? The most uh, intriguing aspect of that little speech was the end of it to me. And he said that they're going to compensate everyone fairly via legislation. And nobody thinks that's kind of uh, a joke. Yeah, that's. Uh, I wonder what, what what does that mean? Something that was passed down to me. From my great grandfather. When they when they turn in their firearms, they're going to compensate them, you know, financially. How much? Do you remember the? Um, in I think it was in Australia they did something similar to that, and they, people were getting not even like the buyback price of what their firearm cost. I mean, it's right. not you can't put a a monetary value on a human right. Hmm. What are your thoughts, Felicia? I'm just still trying to figure out what an assault weapon is. Because um, my weapons have never assaulted anyone. They just sit mm -hmm. quietly in the corner until I pull them out. Um, you know, I think that we've seen a lot of countries kind of taking this step. Um, New, Zealand, New Zealand did something very similar um, earlier this year. Um, and it did just they, makes. Did they, did they uh, compensate people? I don't, I don't know the details. I know that they did ban assault. Maybe rifles. it was New Zealand. I was thinking of when I just used that example. It might not have been Australia. So, sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. No, it's okay. Um, it was New Zealand. Australia did something similar earlier. It was not in 2020 though. Um, but it's very important for Americans to pay attention to what's going on in their government, um, and not just getting distracted with the mainstream by what the mainstream media puts out because you know this is an election year no one's talking about it um candidates aren't campaigning because they're worried about looking out of touch or like they don't care about coronavirus so there's going to be a lot of uneducated voters going to the polls in july here in texas for runoff elections and a lot of uneducated people going to the polls in november and our gun rights will be in severe danger if if people don't educate themselves and vote um good candidates in in november and we could we could see this type of gun control proposed in america and i'm optimistic that it won't happen because of the work that people like um goa do but america is just not the same country that it was you know, 20 years ago, and people are not wanting to be able to take care of themselves, and they want the government to do everything for them. Okay, so I found what I was talking about, it was Australia, and it was between October 96 and September 97, the Australian government uh, collected 650,000 privately held firearms, and it was uh, called a man, it's called a mandatory gun buyback program which is essentially just the government confiscating guns um but they did pay people for it and i just i'm just curious as to what the numbers are on that because i there's no way that the government would be able to you know give people fair comp compensation for all the firearms in the entire country imagine how much money that would cost in the u.s at least i don't know how many firearms are in canada but in the united states that would be ludicrous yeah, yeah. 
that yeah, it would be crazy and, and and really 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 impossible. But you know what? Let's see. Don't you assault anyone, okay? I want you to go over here. I want you to I'm gonna put you down, and then I want you to just sit in that corner and behave yourself, okay? Michael. Don't assault anyone. Behave yourself. You talking to your gun again, Michael? He's yeah. losing his we have mind. To talk to them. We have to talk to them so that way they understand, you know, what they can and cannot do. I don't want you to assault anything. Don't assault anyone. Sit in this corner and behave yourself. Do you understand? Michael, do you believe in you over there? Do you believe in spanking your guns? Yes, you need to discipline them. Absolutely. They need to be disciplined. Okay. Yes. Any questions? That's just how stupid that's just how stupid using that word assault is. <laughs> we come yeah. back from the break. We're gonna talk about uh, the Austin mayor, gonna talk about masks and how people are wearing these masks the wrong way. Uh, and then how, uh, man, someone's been going around the city of Austin and putting a nice little recall Mayor Adler mask on some of the um, some of our fixtures, you know, around the city. We'll talk about that when we come back as well. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones, <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. Man, I tell you, we got to get back to work because a lot of us, we got bills. Somebody's got bills. We got to pay. So we need to get back to work and get this economy moving. And some of us, you know, I, I just don't like staying at home. I, I just can't do it. I get bored. Yeah. Get out I feel and about. that. I really got yeah. They got to open bars. <laughs> Especially come May. What are we going to do? Cinco de Mayo. Dude. I don't know, man. Look, this is what I'm saying. There's essential things, right? Right. And, and something that's essential to me is, you know, mental clarity. And mental mm-hmm. health is important. And that's what a lot of these um, – you know, the more liberal-minded of my friends talk a lot about mental health, and I think they're right. I think your mental health is important. Mm-hmm. And these people being holed up in their houses is not good for their mental health, mm-hmm. no matter which way you look at it. It's not good. And most importantly, it's not good for me because mm-hmm. I need to go to the, the bar, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think you do. I think Felicia does. I think Zach does. Just like, everybody just needs like to the, go guy, the guy that said at local park, he said he needs to be closer to the ladies. Yeah, you know, that was Dave. Dave's a good guy. I think. I. I mean, I think he was. You know, I, I actually was, like that. I like that. He statement. was embellishing. You know how he feels. Obviously, he wanted to. We want to have a good time and hang out and shoot the breeze. Uh, he's the guy I'm gonna keep my sister away from. <laughs> but he's a good guy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I. I see all these people talking about mental health, and then they want to hold everybody up in their house. These are. This. These are probably. This is now. This is me. Uh you know, 
I'm throwing darts here right now. I don't know if this right. is legitimate, but these are probably a lot of the same people who are saying things like solitary confinement is inhumane. Mm. And they don't, you know, I'm not saying that that's, this is like the whole big thing about it. We should still be safe. But I just think that what, it's up to. I think what you're saying is people are inconsistent with their politics. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's. I don't think that forcing a number of people to stay in their house if they don't want to is is a good move for, well, for anyone. And people are not going to do it right. They're not going to do it right at all. You That's know what why? I'm saying. Check this out. Let's take a look at this video here, uh, video number three, with this lady walk into a store with a mask on. Okay. Yeah, so she walked into the store and – you just, you just have to watch it and look, look at her mouth. Look at – focus on the mouth. Yeah, there you go. She has a hole cut out. She has a mask on, and she took some scissors or something and cut out a little hole over her mouth so you can – you know, you just see right – you can see her teeth. They're just not going to do it right. People are just not doing it right. If you're going to do it, it – it, it, to me, honestly, this thing is airborne. You know, So if you're really going to do the right thing and make sure no one gets affected – then we need to be in, 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 in NBC, you know, we need to be in, in full gear, full protective mask. Bio, uh, bio uh, hazard suits. We, a jacket, pants, boots, gloves, and that's how we need to walk around. If Elements. we're going to do it, let's do it. Don't play games with me. I, I've been in the military. I served 12 years in the Army. Okay? Michael, you don't want to do catch think... it? You don't want to catch it? Let's do it. Full These... mask. Not, not this little thing that this face covering that does nothing. You need to gas cover your mask? eyes. Got to yes, a gas mask. You cover your eyes, your All nose. Right. What does Michael, not go in your mouth mind. is what, what does it's not crazy. go in your mouth is going to go up your nose. It's going to go in your eyes. Michael, what you're saying is so ridiculous and ludicrous. I can't take you seriously. A gas mask isn't going to do anything. We need to go full spacesuits. I'm calling NASA, and we're going to get suited up, man. We got to get. We have to fix this, or everyone's going to die. Right. In like a week, right. we're all going to die. Seriously, I'm, I'm really concerned, <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. What, man, Gary, what's, what else is going on out there? There's some stuff hey, that's going on in the news that we're missing. To, 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 to take to step back from minute, uh, you know, okay. joking aside, I think it really is up to people whether or not that they want to go out or open their own business or whatever it is. In all seriousness. But, but if you don't if you don't want to go out, if you're afraid of, of catching something, then stay home. That's, yeah, that's your yeah, option. absolutely. Don't worry if about you, don't tell me what I can and cannot do. I'm I'm leaving my house. I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna enjoy myself. If you yes. don't want to go out, then you know what? Stay home. Mind your business. Yeah, and if a business wants to close because they're concerned for their patrons' safety and they feel it's the right thing to close, feel free, do it. Right. Don't tell me what I can and I cannot do. You know, and, and snitches get stitches. Always remember that. But my neighbors in the neighborhood here take. Hey, you know what? Uh, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> in in New York, Bill De Blasio he had opened up a hotline for people to, you know, rat out those that were not following social distancing laws and uh, you know, the face mask laws and whatnot, or mandates. I guess they're not laws, but uh, Apparently, the hotline was had to get shut down because it was flooded. <laughs> it was flooded with pictures of uh, male genitalia. Oh wow, my goodness! And uh, photos of De Blasio that were photoshopped to make him look like Hitler. Oh wow! 
Well, yes, you know, hey, so, the truth, sometimes the truth hurts. Well, look, Michael, I think that what you're saying is that in New York, if, they, they clearly take the uh, if you sound like a Nazi seriously. If I hear things coming out of your mouth that, that are Nazi sentences, then maybe you're a Nazi. <laughs> I'm just saying. If the hey, hit, over there in Missouri as well, they opened up a tip line. 900 people called in to report uh, neighbors not wearing masks, businesses not following protocols, and then really? they used the sunshine law to expose all the people, the 900 people that tipped this agency off, and they posted it online. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, we, the guy that actually reported us, reported us to the city of Austin. We, uh, we, we went to his house and, and you know, stood outside his house and waved at him. Wow. They they really they really exposed all the uh, all the rats, huh? Yeah, because under the Sunshine Law, they allowed for the release of information submitted to a public agency. So all the people that submitted that information were outed. Good. That's that's good. I like nah, to hear that. It's good. It's funny, but it's not good because that on the bad side, uh, New York. Yeah. That's New York, right? No, that was, that was Missouri. 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 Okay, because on the bad side, yeah, unlike New York. They allow they actually release gun owners information too. Anyone that has a gun license, so it's kind of bad, but it's funny. What's what's uh? Why would they release somebody's gun information license? They just do. Um, they will list. They will release a list of people that actually have a handgun license. But I mean, what's the? I don't understand what the point would be. Because a lot of people don't want people to know they're gun owners. Yeah, they you know they own guns because you know that's their right. They don't want other people to know necessarily that they own guns. So no, no, they, they, I, I, under, I understand that. I'm saying, right. what would be the point of New York releasing that information? Just, to, just so people know. It, it makes no it sense, right? Not, not right. It just makes no sense. Just one of those things. What else is going on out there, Gary? Well, going to talk about. Um, I was, I went down to the May Day protest. Uh, I nobody would talk to me. There was a bunch of people waving around the. Um, Red you know, the hammer stuff. and sickle flag. Yeah, they got the red bandanas. And then uh, afterward, I followed them back to Travis County uh, Jail, and they accused me of working for Infowars and then surrounded me and just yelled. And uh, it was weird. I just left. I didn't have any other reason to be there, and they didn't want to talk to me. So I was like, whatever. So that was kind of a bust. I would have had some good footage otherwise. Um, there was also, uh, I don't know, Michael, if you heard about this i think i uh we talked about this but there was a um oh man where was it sorry I'm, I'm having i'm trying to load the page right now that has it uh but there was the, a uh, let me say this real quick funny thing about wearing masks is you know it just reminds me of the kkk it reminds me of you know it's funny how this country you know we get caught up of talking about muslims wearing the burqa and stuff like that and now they're trying to first force everyone to wear a mask. You know, just, you know, someone sent me this picture and it just reminded me of that, but go ahead. Um, uh, no, I understand what you're saying. I, what I was going to bring up was what happened at Commons Ford Metropolitan Park. A, I couldn't remember the name of the park, but there was a, an Austin park ranger was thrown into the water after he was telling a crowd of people to uh, adhere to social distancing laws. Did you see that? That's assault. Yeah, so that, well, the guy got arrested. It's funny. That's a felony. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a funny felony there. But well, the reason I bring it up is because it was all over the news. And I think it's interesting because when I, when, uh, when I posted this to the page, 
we got sort of a mixture of, of comments and how people responded to it. Some people were saying that this was a cowardly. Some people were saying that they were standing up to the, to the, the, you know, they were referring to the park rangers as people that were enforcing tyranny. I mean, there was, I don't know. What, what's your take on it? Because obviously you cannot, you cannot assault a, a law enforcement officer pushing him in the water is assault. Even if you put your hands, you touch a police officer that can be considered assault. Um, and, the state of Texas does not look great on that at all. So I would definitely recommend you not ever, ever doing that whatsoever. Uh, like I said before, at the beginning of the show, Gary, um, first they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not Jewish. Then they came for me. And there was no one left. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.